Good morning and happy December 3rd. Now, if you're listening to this message and it's not December 3rd, I hope you're having a happy day as well. Uh, But this is this first day of Advent, and I believe it's hope. And the message is going to relate to hope, so it's a time of hope is is our sermon title. And as you think about this time of hope, I want you to think about a time, uh, maybe it's a younger time for some of you, uh, maybe not so uh, uh, far ago for, for, for others, but I want you to think about, you know, nowadays you can go to Amazon or go to some site like that and you fill out the wish list, and then you can share the wish list with family, and then they can kind of pick off of it, and we... I mean, for a, for a long time, they've had things like wed, wedding registries where people would go and say, I'd like to see their registry. But now they can do almost all that online and have it shipped. I mean, you don't even have to show up. Um, but uh, it's not always been that way, but people put things on the wish list. It's a wish list. But some of you remember Christmas as a child, maybe a different way, and it's not cha- it's changed a lot in the last few years, the things that we're capable of. Think about how much has changed in your lifetime. You might be surprised. And for some of us that are older than others, it's changed more. And uh, I'm in a generation, there's others that are listening that are in a de- generation before me, and some are generations behind me. But as I relate the story, you might be able to think of your childhood. And something you can relate to as you think about when you were a child, how you might have conveyed your wish list. The things that you were hoping to get for Christmas. For some of it, it might be sharing a list. For some, you might recall, we had these things called catalogs. And you would, you would, you would wait and wait until the Christmas catalog came out. Now, it used to be back the Sears and Robux catalog, maybe it was just a Sears catalog, you could, I think you could probably buy a house out of it, and they would ship it. But it goes way, 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 way back. But you have that Christmas catalog, or maybe that toy catalog, and you, would, you could open it up. And as you opened it up, you would see the thing in the toy section that you were interested in. Maybe you would circle it. Maybe you had siblings. Maybe you took pieces of paper and marked it. Maybe you put little dog ears to point to the page that was the page you wanted. But you had that thing that you were wishing, thing, the thing you were hoping for as a child, and, and you thought about that enthusiasm, and, and for some, maybe it was a letter to Santa. For others, it was getting up on uh, Santa's knee or waiting to see Santa and telling him what you, what you wanted. Now, not everybody's Christmas was that way. For some, it was just a time of hope that you would get something. You might have grew up in a time period or be in a situation where to get something, even if you had to share it with your siblings, maybe it was an extra piece of candy, maybe it was um, a little bit better food, but at Christmas time there was some hope. There was some hope. Now there's some that's been through times and there's not as much hope. And there wasn't a lot of hope that there anything would different would take place on Christmas. And hope and not having the hope almost had the reverse effect. 
It made them feel somewhat hopeless. But there is hope. There is hope. But as you think back to those times when you were a child and you're, you get up on the, you go to sleep and you were hoping that something would be under the tree for you, you didn't know what. You were in anticipation. You were excited. And then when you woke up that morning and you ran down the stairs or whatever you were allowed to do, hopefully you didn't go in early, open the gifts, see what you had and rewrap them. We'll talk to you later if that was your problem. But the, uh, no, just teasing. But go down there and you open your gifts and you see the gift, there's that anticipation and when you finally hold it and then you open it up and the enthusiasm, that your hope is realized and the excitement that's happened and maybe, maybe in your childhood it was one way, maybe now it's another way, maybe it's a better thing than you had before, but it's that hope, that anticipation, that excitement. And so as we think about hope, we think about the prophecies and the hope that people had. And we're going to talk about two people that had hope. They were anticipating, and we're going to look at Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 38. And if you were with us last week or listened to last week's message, as you're turning in your scriptures there, then this time period here, Jesus had been born, and approximately 40 days after he had been born, he comes into Jerusalem. Remember, this is between the time Jesus was born and when the, the uh, wise men had come to see him. They hadn't seen him yet, but Jesus comes in Jerusalem with his mother after 40 days. There's some um, mosaic law that needs to be fulfilled, some activity as far as presenting Jesus to the Lord as the first male child, and, and also some things related to Mary and things. There's some, some sacrifices that need to be done. So they're, they're coming, they're in Jerusalem, and as they come towards the temple... We break into our scripture here in Luke chapter 2. I guess it would help if the preacher turned his Bible there too. Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 38. Now when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him, this is Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. They're presenting him to God. And as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now we're going to talk about Simeon and we will shortly talk about Anna. These are the people that are in this anticipation. So if you think to that feeling you have of hope and looking forward and anticipation you can relate to these two in verse 25 and behold there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon and this man was just and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit 
that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came, to, came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many may be revealed. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years, who did not part from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word, This is Simeon. Simeon. He's waiting, verse 26 says, for the Lord's Christ. Now when it says the Lord's Christ, you might be wondering what he means by that. Because we think about Jesus as Lord, but Simeon's thinking of the Lord's Christ, the Lord's Messiah. Remember, Christ is Greek for Messiah, the promised one. They've been anticipating, they've been waiting and waiting. The Old Testament prophets had foretold it. We've come through what was, is called the 400 years of silence between the last prophecy and this time period. They've been waiting, they've been anticipating and waiting for the Lord's Christ. And we have to, and we talk about how the Holy Spirit is on him. Remember, the Godhead is made up of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So the Lord's Christ, he's likely referring to God the Father as Lord. And we see reference here both to the Lord, we see the reference to Jesus, we see the reference to the Holy Spirit. But Simeon's been waiting. In anticipation, like that kid coming up and opening that gift, and here he gets to hold the baby Jesus. Think about that. Have you ever anticipated something? Have you ever anticipated a church service, a Christian concert, an event? You're excited about it. You're anticipating it. And then finally, he's holding Jesus in his hands. Can you imagine how he feels as the fulfillment of his hope? Hope. 
And when you have that kind of hope that's built on faith, the faith causes that anticipation. The faith intensifies it as word. It's coming. It's going to happen. It's not here yet. I just can't wait. And Simeon was promised that he wouldn't die until he saw the Lord Christ. And here it is. He's holding the baby Jesus. And as his hope is fulfilled, he's excited and he speaks in verses 29 through 32 and he talks about For my eyes, verse 30, have seen your salvation. Salvation. It's hard for us to kind of go back in time and anticipate or understand maybe what we have today. Think about looking forward for the opportunity. For salvation. They go to temple. The sacrifices are done once a year, but it's not the same thing of what we have today where we have Jesus. Maybe you can reflect back to the time when you knew you needed Jesus. You knew you needed a Savior and you could not wait to get down to the altar ask Jesus into your heart. You could not wait for that salvation and we can just come and participate in it. But Simeon was waiting for the Lord's salvation. And now he's holding him in his hand. And this salvation, it talks about the value that it has both for the Gentile. As you see in those verses. The Gentile, the non-Jews, and for those of Israel. Those of Israel, you might not know, Israel is Jacob. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Jacob was given the name Israel. And Jacob had several sons. So if you wonder where the word Israel comes from, it comes from Jacob. It comes from Jacob. So Israel, as well, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. To inform this and the glory of your people, Israel. So in anticipation, in the hope, the hope is realized in holding the baby Jesus. And we have that same hope. We have a hope of salvation. And if you possess it, you've taken the gift that Jesus has given to you. Just like a child receives that gift and you have it, now you have not, you possess the salvation, you have the hope of heaven to anticipate. You have a hope of eternity with Jesus. You have a hope of a, a place where the plagues are no longer, the COVID's no longer, the soreness is no longer. You have that hope. And then we look now also at Anna, the prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, in the tribe of Asher. She was a, of great age and lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. So it sounds like she was 
married for seven years before he died. And that she was a widow of about 84 years. Now, I cannot tell for certain. I didn't research all the nuances, but it says she's of great age. So she, either she is 84. Think about this a minute. Either she's 84, plus the seven years as a widow, married, so that would make her 91, plus whenever the age was when she got married. That would really make her a great age. So she, she, either she's 84, or she's like 100 and something. She's of great age, and she's still serving God. And fasting and praying, night and day, still at her age. God has something for her to do. And coming in that instant... So it seemed that she either came in during the ceremony part or she came in when Simeon was doing his activity. But her hope, it would seem, is also met and come to fruition. Because it says in verse 38, And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. There were people looking for redemption. People had the hope of redemption. They're looking for redemption. And Anna, of 84, at least, is carrying the news of redemption. Anna is still witnessing. Anna is still carrying the gospel at 84. I know some, when they get to, as they continue in their age, they start falling back. Not falling back, that's not the right term. Slowing down. And physically, we might not be able to do as much, and, and even mentally at times, but Anna is 84 at least, and still spreading and doing. She's still a follower of Christ, and God's got a reason for keeping her around. And she's spreading... And spoke to him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. She's spreading hope for those that are looking for redemption from Christ. So maybe she's spreading hope to fellow followers, fellow Israelites that are following Christ. Not following Christ, but following Jewish law. And they're, they're following the Lord, looking for the Messiah. So she's either encouraging those that are in the church 
or she's spreading it out to those that, that need redemption. She might just be encouraging those in the church. But see, in our world, we have a hope of redemption that others need to hear. We have a hope of salvation that others need to hear. Anne is 84 and still going. She hasn't retired from being a Christian. She might have retired from being workplace. But she sounds like she's still a prophetess doing things and still doing ministry. Hope. We have some that are hopeless today. They don't know where their hope is coming from. They don't know where to turn and what to do. And so they wonder. And they wonder. And we sometimes maybe get down on things and and wonder where things are going to come from to pay for the gifts that we want to give people, or we wonder if we'll have any gifts at all, but sometimes we might forget about the hope that we actually have in Christ. First, we have that hope of salvation. And if we possess that salvation, we would, wouldn't it be nice wouldn't it make sense that as others are looking to us or looking at us in our time of difficult times that they see someone that seems to still somehow have hope? Because they're not relying on themselves, they're relying on God. And they have that hope. And we think about some of the messages that we have talked about in being content in whatever situation we are. Because we have that hope in Jesus, but as we live that out in front of others, then they can see that in their situation, they still have hope. What is the source of their hope? Are they living that hope in front of others? Or maybe they're encouraging those in the church like Anna did, that the hope is here. Rejoicing like Simeon, that there's a means of salvation, not only for us in his ethnic community, but for, and just the Jews, but it's for the Gentiles, meaning it's for everyone, Jew and Gentile alike. It's for everyone. So first let us be reminded that we have the opportunity. And if you think, you want to read more, look at Hebrews and some of the faith chapters in Hebrews. But we have the opportunity to partake in the hope of salvation that they were hoping for. To have this opportunity. And here Jesus has come. And we can ask Jesus into our hearts. And have that peace that comes from knowing we have our sins forgiven. Which gives us then hope of eternity with Christ in heaven.
have hope. It's a time of hope. And this hope is availed to us because Jesus came as a virgin, was born in a manger. Born without sin, did not sin, came as and humbled himself down as a little child. Humbled himself from God and limited himself as man. He's both God and man and died on the cross for our sins. He came, this time of hope, the hope that the prophecy had has been fulfilled and now we have this opportunity to accept Jesus into our hearts and then to have this hope of eternity. It's a time of hope. It's a time of hope. Don't get despaired on whether you can pay for gifts or not. Rejoice in the hope of salvation that God has for you. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior and you don't possess the hope that his birth avails us, I encourage you even to repeat after me, dear Jesus, I am sorry for the bad I have done. Please forgive me. I want to follow you. Help me to follow you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. See, we pray that simple prayer and we keep going and we say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Jesus' name, amen. And if you've prayed that prayer in your lifetime, or maybe you just pray it, rejoice. Like the child that's opened their gift. And there it is, what they hope for. Because once we've prayed that prayer, and maybe you've forgotten what it feels like. And that peace comes. That sense of wholeness comes. It brings contentment that it's okay now. That's the hope that we have through Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection. Let's be standing together. Lord, as we come to you, thankful for the hope that is given to us through your coming, your advent your first advent. We're thankful that you came as a child born of a virgin so that you could be that sacrifice for our sins. And even though you died and was buried, you rose again, so now we have that same hope of eternity with you. We're thankful for the hope realized from those that had anticipated through the prophecies in the Old Testament, through the 400 years of silence, and were waiting for the Messiah. That they rejoiced as they held you. May we rejoice as we possess the salvation that you give to us. Like the child holding the gift that they had hoped for. 
May we not be in despair, and may we not be discontented, but we may we be satisfied in the salvation and the hope of eternity. Help us to keep our perspective in the right places. And for those maybe that are listening online or someplace and they prayed that sinner's prayer, maybe they need to back it up and hear it and pray along, or they've prayed their own asking for forgiveness, may they be rejoicing in you. May they take advantage of the gift that is there for them. They just need to accept it. Thank you for this time, this time of hope we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.